It's Star Weeps with Harrison and Molly. So you're saying that you are not the Star Wars expert on the show, which of course, <laughs> yeah. no. Like I mean, we we say it at the top of every episode, I'm the resident Star Wars expert and and you're I'm the, the resident, resident anime, anime person. Yeah, of course. Like that's that's the dynamic of the show, right? But in terms of like real world people, <laughs> I I can say confidently that I think you are a Star Wars expert because <laughs> I now realize that I have unwittingly become an anime expert. And I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> this was my like, plan all along. <laughs> I know it was. That was the whole point of this thing. But like, I will be talking to people and they'll like bring up anime. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Like, oh, yeah. I recommended Sweetness and Lightning to someone the other day. It's like, like do you know how fucking wild that is? always hits. <laughs> it's so good. But I was just like, the fact that I could just pull this out of my ass and be like, yeah, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's on me for showing you an obscure, a more obscure anime that's not like mainstream, because like anyone could throw out Naruto, but if you come into a conversation and you're like, have you heard of Sweetness and Lightning? People are like, whoa. And they're (laughs) like, wow, that sounds action-packed and rad. Like, it sounds like Thor battling Zeus in the sky, and you're like, no, it's about a dad. father and a daughter and they're dealing with grief and learning how to become a new kind of family they're learning independence and and taking care of themselves it's oh it's a wonderful little self-discovery journey it's great you don't even know go check out episode whatever of star weebs if you want to hear more (laughs) of our thoughts on that absolutely good self-plug and that brings us it was very natural yeah what a good segue uh brings us to the intro of our show welcome everyone it's been a long hiatus or has it we've been around we've still been uploading you just haven't been listening yeah wait i thought you guys were our fans but i guess not but you know we had a technical error in all of our episodes since the last one we recorded which was episode and uh mm-hmm. you know we, we decided that we're just going to keep the the sequence going we're just going to restart from where the last episode got deleted so yeah so just so no here. new fans get confused we're just mm-hmm. going to keep the numbering we're going to pick up from the last one that's still on our page you know exactly yeah so spotify the algorithm doesn't get confused it'll recommend yeah. you just the next one when you finish that episode um mm-hmm. so uh thank you to everyone who wa- who was listening to those episodes and if you didn't hear the 16 episodes that we put up since the last one got deleted, uh, you suck. Yeah, well, fake fans. <laughs> fake fans, all of them. <laughs> okay, in all seriousness, though, yeah, uh, we're done with the gaslighting, done with the <laughs> gatekeeping. <laughs> Time to girl boss. <laughs> Time to girl boss. Um, okay, uh, usually I go first with my little Star Wars corner of news, but Molly, why don't you, ta- why don't you take it away today? What do, you, what do you got lined up for us? My first bit of news um, doesn't directly have anything to do with anime, but um, this past week we had the Japanese voice cast, like who will be dubbing the Super Mario Brothers movie that's coming out in 2023 um, been released. Um, And this is probably the most definitive cast to listen to after hearing Chris Pratt's half-assed performance. Oh my god! I just realized the article I'm looking at has like a trailer. I'm gonna watch that later. But oh yeah, um, there's a new trailer. A, no, like a Japanese trailer. I've seen the oh. new 
both of the, I've seen both of the English trailers, but this article has a Japanese trailer that has the voices in it. So I'm going to watch that later. Hell but, yeah. I've heard the French version is also where it's at. So oh, maybe give great. that one a listen to. Anyway, yeah, this one is like a lot more exciting than the Chris Pratt reveal because Mario is going to be voiced by Mamoru Miyano, who is like, he's done like everything under the sun. He's done so much. He was um, Light in Death Note. He plays um, Mia Atsumu in Haikyuu, which I care a lot about and a certain group of people will care a lot about, but a lot of other people will just be like, who's that? He's the annoying twin setter guy. Um, he voices Tamaki Suo in Oran High School Host Club. Ooh, I know um, that one. He, um, there was another one that I showed a picture of when I was Snapchatting people about this, but I forget it. But he's he's literally been all over the industry. He's voiced so many things. Like, if you heard... If you're an anime fan, you've watched a lot of subbed anime, and you heard his voice, you'd be like, oh, that's X, because he's been in literally everything. Um, I also, when I was looking at his Wikipedia, found out that he was the Japanese voice for Peter Parker in Into the Spider-Verse. So oh, he also has that under his belt. Ooh, we might be seeing him again soon. Maybe. Interesting. All I mean, right. Yeah, yeah, we will be because I don't think they would change that. Yeah, um, no, why would they? But I, he's great. I love his voice and I'm excited to hear his version of Mario. Let me just try to find a way to <laughs> listen to the movie where than... everyone else is in English, but Mario's in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what, they what all... What sucks about that trailer too is it seems like everyone is actually like really trying. Like Charlie Day is Luigi. Great. It's Fucking so good. Jack Black is Jack Bowser. Jack Black is killing Amazing. it. Keegan Michael Key Seth is Rogen as Donkey Kong just makes sense. <laughs> they did, I didn't hear him talk. He didn't talk in the trailer, did he? No, I know, but like you can just imagine it in your mind, oh, yeah. and you're like, yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. Uh, but like everything's great except Chris Pratt. Get him out of there. Yeah. Just get Charles Martinet. He can do it. It's fine. Honest, honestly, or like, like. I don't think there's anywhere to win with an English Mario voice actor because, like, even if it was Charles Martinet, it'd be a little like you're saying too much. I'm used yeah, to you true. having like two catchphrases, and now you're like saying full sentences. That's a little weird, bro. You got so, a point. Like, I don't. And he's probably I gonna be like, "Oh, what? I can't record this whole movie in 30 minutes the way I do every other Mario game." What the? Fuck? Yeah. He's like, "Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> you need me for how long?" <laughs> nah, no, I can't do that. I gotta, I gotta dinner date at 12 <laughs> but yeah I so mario. i i think it is what it is in terms of who voices mario but yeah that was exciting the other thing is that the voice for bowser is kenta miyake who plays scar in full metal alchemist and also all might in my hero academia so all might oh is God. gonna be bowser <laughs> That is actually so perfect. That's actually one of the few, like... He has, like, a really big voice, so, like, it's easy to imagine. Oh, that's great. I love that. Yeah, so that's really cool. I'm going to watch that trailer later because I'm sure it's super fun. So that's (laughs) my first bit of news. And my second bit of news I'll save until later because it's One Piece related. So let's go to the Star Wars corner. Okay, all right uh all right so since we've last recorded i mean we've been recording you know but since our last episode got deleted uh (laughs) uh 
basically almost the entirety of Andor happened. So I didn't really get to talk about it live as it was happening. Uh, so kind of just want to give a little update on it. Uh, it was fucking great. It was the best Star Wars show we've gotten so far in terms of quality. In terms of enjoyment, I still think it might be. I still think it might be Mandalorian season two as of right now. Um, but in terms of just being a good, well-written show that has a message, a point, and like stands on its own, absolutely it takes the cake, like not even close. Um, as a Star Wars fan, I'm saying I liked Mando season two, but in terms of like, I just want to watch a good TV show, Andor's the place. Uh Um, now, unfortunately, it didn't rate super well. I know a lot of people kind of wrote it off and were like, I don't want to watch a show about a character I know who dies. Like, why would I want to watch that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you fucking watched Obi-Wan, you little bitch. Obi-Wan dies in A New Hope. You know how he dies and you still want to watch that shit. So, so what you gives? watched Tangled and at the beginning of that movie, Flynn Rider is like, hey, yo, this is the story of how I died. So checkmate. But didn't he like die for a second and then he came back to life because of her hair or something? That doesn't prove my point. <laughs> <laughs> you know who also dies? You know who else dies? Literally everyone. Okay. Yeah. Literally everyone is going to die. <laughs> so why would why would you watch anything if you know they're going to die eventually? That's like the same kind of logic that like people who are like afraid of commitment that have the argument of like, I can't like get into a relationship because either we break up or we fall in love and stay together until we die. And in, in both scenarios, like it ends and I'm like, I don't know how to argue with you, oh, in, in your scenario, then, then nothing happens, and that's yeah. boring. <laughs> no, I'm not, I look, live, live, live your life the way you want to live it, people. I'm not here to shame you either way. But if you're criticizing Andor, you're in the wrong, objectively. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it, it is good. But like I said, it, it didn't rate very well. It was the lowest rated of all the shows. And that does kind of worry me a little bit, especially with the news that like Bob Iger is coming in and taking over as CEO of Disney. Um, I'm worried that someone who's kind of old school like him will look at that and be like, oh, low ratings, cancel it or like do it differently. Right. Oh Yeah. So I'm a little worried about that. And I'm also a little worried. I'm glad that they have filmed Ahsoka already because (laughs) they can't really course correct with whatever Ahsoka has right now by the reception of Andor. So hopefully it kind of continues some of what that show set up um but you know the low viewership does kind of make me worried for future star wars content we will see um i will be critical of it i i'm gonna be critical of ahsoka i've already decided this i've put it out into the world um i'm not going to give it the pass that i gave (laughs) obi-wan i'm not gonna do it um it's gotta be good uh yeah i am okay so that's kind of brings me into my next thing uh just there's a lot of star wars stuff that's coming up soon we have ahsoka uh coming out early next year uh, as well as mando early next year uh oh we also have bad batch later this year that isn't something i put on this list but it just occurred to me that bad batch is coming out in like a month i think exciting yeah bad batch season two and the first one is great it's gonna be a while before we get to that one molly i'm sorry uh 
they're literally making them faster than we can watch them. <laughs> it's crazy. Hey, that just means more content. More baby. content, baby. Give me that anchor money. It's not a lot. We have like a dollar eighty-three. <laughs> Dang, we're rolling in it. We're rolling in the dough. We're rolling in the pennies. Um. So yeah, hey, there's like a nickels. lot of really cool stuff coming out soon. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, but I think that the acolyte is in production now. And from what I've seen, from what I've heard, and what all the plot summaries are saying, it's going to be a lot closer to uh, Andor than it is. It seems like it's going to be a mix of like Andor and Obi Wan in the sense that it's like about Force users and stuff, but like it's going to be kind of gritty and it's going to focus on the darker side of of the universe and not the like happy go lucky kid that Luke Skywalker was, you know? Yeah, um, going to have a different feel um so yeah that's it for star wars but i have a little thing tangential to star wars i just <laughs> want to touch on came out super excited about it it's in the same vein and that is the indiana jones 5 trailer has dropped Whoa-hoo. and oh boy it looks like a movie <laughs> that's that exactly how i would describe it yes i was always skeptical when they announced that this was happening in the first place because kingdom of the crystal skull was it was like actually offensive. <laughs> like I was like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, what? You saw what happened the last time you tried this. Why yeah, are we doing this all over again. Yeah, like he was already too old in that movie, and now he's. I don't know. Um, it also just seems like they're just doing Force Awakens again. Like they're literally getting old Harrison Ford to come on and be like, "Yeah, I used to not believe in magic and fairy tales." But then things happened, and now I do. And it's just like... Then ah. my brother-in-law was a space wizard. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, so, I don't know. It just... It, it, when you watch him walk around in this trailer, you can see... Like, he's old. He's... Yeah. However fucking old he is. I don't know how old he is in real life. But, like, Google he's old. It. And he's, like, not really... He's being held together by like scotch tape and weed. That's all that's holding Harrison Ford together. But he, uh, he is 80. He's literally 80 years old. That's zero. Like, I don't want to say he's like ancient because like there are plenty of active 80 year olds out there who are doing great kicking ass. Look at William Shatner. But Harrison Ford is like not super spry. Mm-mm. You see him walk in talk shows, he's slow. He breaks his leg on like every single movie he's a part of now too. Um, oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So I'm worried that it's gonna be really jarring to see like scenes that are clearly a stunt double, followed by just Harrison Ford doing his best. <laughs> just like speed walking and like yeah. hunched a little. It's <laughs> so most of the Indiana Jones action is going to be done by either a stunt double or another stunt double with a young Harrison Ford face because they're de-aging him. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, either way, you're not really getting the real Indiana Jones. You know? Yeah. Do I I want Harrison Ford to do the stunts on his own? Absolutely not. You'll kill him. (laughs) But I think there's, I don't know, there's a lot of like fun fan things out there where they're like, he should like at the beginning of the movie pass the torch on to like short round. You know, his old sidekick mm-hmm. from, was that, was it Temple of Doom? Yeah. And, like, he should just take on the mantle of, like, Indiana Jones. Kehe Kwan has, like, recently uh, come back into acting with uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. So it would be mm-hmm. really cool if we got him back for it. 
Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I think that I, I, I just don't know if this movie should have be been doing made. Doing the deep fake, why not just like do the whole thing deep fake and not even make Harrison Ford like come to set? Yeah, that's another way you could have done it. Like, have a prequel flashback, something or other. I don't know. And judging from the trailer, it seems like a good amount of this movie is going to be young Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. So or, I don't know. Oh my god, we do like a we're doing like a Titanic situation where the framing device is old Indiana Jones telling a story about when he was young <laughs> Indiana Jones. I have a feeling that's going to be a very big part of this. <laughs> but they do have like quote unquote old Harrison Ford like in car chases and running around and doing stuff with Fleabag. Yeah, but he's wearing a hat so you can cover his face and make it actually just a regular guy under there. Well, still. Just spray paint his hair white. <laughs> get a really good wig. <laughs> yeah. Just get him high as shit and then be like, all right, go. Your hair's important <laughs> now. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, and just while we're on the topic, I will move into our simp of the week. Harrison, please do tell what is who are you simping for this week? <laughs> Despite everything I said earlier, I am kind of <laughs> simping for Harrison Ford a little bit. That trailer did get me real excited. Nice. <laughs> I want the movie to be good. Don't get me wrong. And I oh, want no, to see yeah, like, Harrison Ford. No one Ford wants a movie to be bad. Yeah, I'm not rooting against it. Have, like, I'm a just skeptical against someone in it. But like, I'm skeptical, and I'm going in with an open mind. <laughs> Uh, and I'm low expectations, but goddamn, do I love me some Harrison Ford? And that trailer mm-hmm. really made me want to go and rewatch Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, all the old classics. Skip over Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and maybe <laughs> play a Lego Indiana Jones game. Who knows? Get crazy with it! Wow, go but wild, yeah. dude! That's my simp of the week. Ba, 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 ba. All right, that's it. <gasps> nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> End of my the song. My simp of the week. Ties into my One Piece update because oh, guess what? No. It's another One Piece character. Oh, sheesh. <laughs> Absolutely no one is surprised. So, my simp, who I am currently simping for this week, is none other than Nico Robin from One Piece. Um, she is a member of the Straw Hat Pirates, she's very beautiful. She has um, a very she, big personality. She's she uh, she's a special gem. She's actually <laughs> really funny without meaning to be. Um, it's you'd have to watch to get it. She has like really weird taste in terms of things she finds cute and like the way her brain works. It's chef's kiss. But uh, I only say that because currently where the anime is. By the way, I've caught up to One Piece. <gasps> oh my god, we're spoiling our One Piece watch through update. Spoiler alert. This isn't, I'm not saying specifics. Currently where the anime is right now, she's about to do some real cool shit. And I'm that really excited name? to see it get animated because I've read the manga, so I know what she's going to do. It's going to be great and it's going to be cool and it's going to be so awesome that it's getting animated. Um, it's not happening super soon though because I know that the episode for this coming like the next episode is going to be like mostly filler kind of like flashbacks for this one character that didn't really happen anyway in the manga but anyway I digress I love Nico Robin I wanted to do a cute little thing 
So as I've probably told you, so the like the way the magic system in One Piece works is that people will eat these things called devil fruits and they'll get they'll get powers. I'm gonna tell you the name of of Robin's devil fruit and I want you to guess what you think she does. Okay. Uh oh, okay. So Robin ate the flower flower fruit. What do you think it does? Oh no. Flower flower. Mm-hmm. Is it how is it spelled? Can you tell me how it's spelled? Like like flower with the w okay okay i was like maybe it's like a flower flower flavored flower that she can like spew from her hands or something or <laughs> like spray no, out of her mouth i don't know the, the word flower like with a w twice okay okay um does she have like poison ivy powers or she can like can control plants and vines and stuff no Ooh. uh okay give me another give me another guess give me another guess um I don't know how else. I don't know how else to give you another hint. Um, it doesn't have to do with plant life. Okay. Uh, can she make? Can she make people swoon over her? Can she like charm them? Basically, no, that's actually another character named Bohem and Cock okay. can do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, can she? Can she? Uh, uh, fuck! It has nothing to do with flowers. <laughs> yeah. I. I kind of gave, get really I gave big you a losing battle because I don't think you'll be able to get this. Okay. <laughs> Basically, what she could do is um, she so she like crosses her arms in front of her um, and then she can like grow arms or legs or ears or eyes or whatever out of like any surface. Um, so like she'll cross her arms and like an arm can <laughs> like grow out of a wall and like so grab something from her far away, basically. Oh, and like bring it over to her. Like, how does that work? Well, she can like make as many as she wants. Like, so her thing is she'll, like, so she speaks arms? in Spanish. So, like, if she if she like crosses her arms and then like an arm comes out and grabs something, when she uncrosses her arms, is it in her hand? No, it's like if she uncrosses her arms, then the arm that was like across the room disappears into a bunch of flower petals. She can make like as much. So, like sometimes she'll like make a bunch of arms in a row and they'll like pass something along each of the hands until it gets to her, or like. She can make like a hundred hands and they can sh- be like shaped into wings so she can like slow herself when she's falling. Um, oh, that's cool. She can make giant arms to like slap someone like that's bigger than her. She can also make giant legs. It's really creepy when that happens though because it's definitely someone's kink. It's just like these giant legs that are like stomping on the ground and I'm like, that's someone's kink. Oh no, yeah. yeah. But she's really cool. She's super fun and she's about to do some cool ass shit in the anime. That's awesome. That's a cool power. I get it though, because it's like it's like flower, like it's yeah, like, like the arms and the, the legs yeah. sprout like flowers. So it's kind of how it it may, but it's like it's one of the it's one of the only fruits that I've encountered that is not like completely literal with what it says that you can do. Like most of them are like like Luffy is the gum gum fruit, which is like a little, but basically it just means that he's rubber or like the um. Luffy has a brother named Ace, and he has the fire, like a fire power, the fire fire fruit, or like the flare flare fruit. Oh, he's got the fire flower. No, <laughs> it's called the flare flare fruit, the mara mara no mi. Um, so okay. he can turn into fire, <laughs> um, and stuff like that. Like he can turn. Robin's into is the fire? only one. He turns into fire. He's I'll just send you. I'll sh- no, <laughs> he's Ace. He's asexual. <laughs> no, <laughs> his name is Ace. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just like ace of spades like that's his name ace that's his name 
Um, and he's great, but he can turn into fire. So I was just saying, Robin has like the like least literal flower that I have encountered. And that's it. Oh, fuck yeah. Cool. Now, Harrison, mm-hmm. what are you excited about this week? <sighs> oh, I mean, what am I not excited about, you know? <laughs> um, well, I know we definitely have a similar one on our list, which is really yes. fun. And I'm, we've been having a good time with it. And that is, of course, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Violet and I got Scarlet. Uh, and I've already traded you a bunch of exclusive stuff. You've traded me a bunch of exclusive stuff. It's great. We're having a good time We're with it. We're helping each other's Pokedexes. What's so funny is I was talking to Julia about it yesterday and like how much I've like been enjoying this game. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and it's so fun. I'm like, I love playing with AJ and Molly. Like we can hang on, hang out online and like run around and it's such a good time. And I'm like, you know, uh, AJ and I have like finished the story and everything now. And you, you haven't. I'm very but then, But then I asked you like what level your guys were and you're like, oh, they're like. <laughs> 60 65 i'm like molly you're just as strong as us. i've been, like, I've been playing I just, the game the same amount as us you just, just haven't been doing story, doing story. <laughs> i get distracted by the map i'm like i haven't been there yet i want to go try to get there and then i do and in the process i like fight a lot of pokemon and then my stuff levels up <laughs> oh my god it's uh like it's a really good game though it's yeah it's fun it's, my favorite well, I mean, Pokemon it's not. It, it obviously has its bugs, as I'm sure you've oh, everyone no, has yeah. read in all of the articles that come out about it. But everything that has nothing like to do with how it looks is great. Yeah, with how it looks or how it performs. Yes. Like you can tear this game apart, and I have, and I will continue to do so. But at the same time, I fucking love it, and I love it with all my heart. And all the characters are great. It's so good. Um, so wish you could change your clothes. I do wish you could change your clothes a little bit I would bit love more. a different outfit. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. That one does kind of stink, but whatever. What do you do? What do yeah. you do? Um, so I'm also excited. Uh, it sucks that like a week before Pokemon came out, God of War came out. Um, so I bought that game for my PS5, but I like have hardly touched it because Pokemon came out and then we just got sucked into that. Um, yeah. But it's from what I've played, like I'm not really far into it at all. But holy shit, it is phenomenal. Like, God of War 2018 is one of my favorite games of all time, if not my favorite game of all time. Wow. Um, but this one is taking everything that game does and elevating it to another level. I saw uh, one of my favorite creators on YouTube is Dunkey, and he said, this is not God of War 2. This is God of War 2 and 3 in one game. Like, Whoa. the amount of, like, new shit that they do and, like, way they reinvent the wheel that they created with the first one. Or, well, technically the fourth one. But the first of the new God of War games, yes. Yes. Um, really good. Really, really good. Um, yeah. Neato. I also, okay, so now I guess you've let the cat out of the bag and you've said that you have finished your, your one, you're, you're caught up on One Piece. Yes, so... To Wild. quantify it for everyone, I have watched. Well, okay, the, it's not entirely accurate. So I have watched 1,042 ish, give or take a few episodes, and I have read. No, that's a lie. I haven't read it all, but I am updated through chapter 
1068 of the manga, which is the most recent chapter, which means I'm fully caught up, which means I can Google whatever the hell I want and not worry <laughs> about spoilers. It's so great. I can just type any of their names into Google and it doesn't matter. It's so freeing. About what episode were you on when we recorded our last episode? Oh, geez. I have to go look that up. I believe I... it was 600 something, right? <laughs> and that was a big jump from the week before. That was also... In my defense, it has been quite a bit longer. I mean, we've been recording been this whole time. time. We've been recording this whole time. But you're right. I was at episode. What? I didn't. I didn't write it. I didn't write it down because I, think, I was trying to. Oh, record. that's because you. Yeah, you were trying to keep it a secret. And I'm, but I'm pretty I sure it was like guess. 620 yeah, or no, something was, like that. It was six something. Like, um, was and you lot. were like, there's no way you're past 400. And I was like, dull. <laughs> so like my guy. Let me tell but, you. But yes, I I've finished. I've caught up. I um I'm caught up. I'm very emotional about it still. So I'm not going to talk too much well, about know, it. But I Molly, made it. we here at the Star Weeps Pod uh, want to give you a big congratulations and just a little round of applause for Molly on doing the impossible and finishing <laughs> One Piece. Take a bow. Pat yourself Thank on you. the back. You deserve. I'm doing it. both of those things currently right now, <laughs> simultaneously. um okay so basically now since you finished that we gotta Mm -hmm. we gotta supplement it with something something. one piece watch through yeah uh so i have taken it upon myself to start watching doctor who which is also a big fucking show not quite as big as one piece but it's big like Dude, I wouldn't put it past it. There's so many shows that are longer than One Piece. It's just that people always make a big deal out of how long One Piece is. I looked it up. Um, there's like more runtime of Campaign One of Critical Role than there is of One Piece, and I watched all of that, and no one made as big of a deal of it. So I'm sure there's probably more episodes of like Law and Order than there are of One Piece. Honestly, there are more episodes of Survivor than there are of One Piece. Yeah, but I haven't seen all of Survivor. Like I don't, I don't, I haven't watched it all. I like Survivor a lot, but there's a lot of there's a lot of bland seasons of that show. Honestly, that is fair. Like there's a lot of people they have on there that like never come back again because the cast was just like kind of boring. They're like, all right, you got a million bucks now, get on out of here, you you crazy scamp. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So oh, so with Doctor Who, I'm only on episode four, but this is a very new thing that I'm undertaking. Um, but the progress will hopefully be coming smoothly um, in the next coming weeks. And who knows? I, uh, maybe uh, my goal is to be done before, let's say, August of next year. So a little, a little under a year. I give it about 10 months. Mm-hmm. I think I can get it. I believe in you. Yay. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of it for all our updates, what we're excited for, what we're watching, what's been good lately. Uh, so now it's time to get into the meat and potatoes of today's mm-hmm. episode. And that is, of course, the book of Boba Fett. Yes. Like Harrison said, I watched the book of Boba Fett a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, no. Well, you did watch the while I watched ago. We recorded it recorded a whole podcast on it. And then we're <laughs> and it got deleted. So we got to do it again. Um, that's just how dedicated we are to the profession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I watched the book of Boba Fett. Uh, it follows. Guys, you're not going to believe this. Boba Fett. <laughs> what? What? They got him? Yeah. Whoa. I know. 
Um, Call me surprised. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but essentially the overarching theme of what happens in this show is basically Boba Fett trying to like make his way as the new daimyo of Tatooine. He's taken over Jabba's old position. Yeah, last um, we saw him at the end of Mando season two, he fucking mercs Bib Fortuna yep. and says, I'm the captain now. Exactly. So it picks off essentially where season two of Mando left off and he's trying to he's trying to rule the way that he deems fit. And it's a lot of the conflict early on comes from people being like, but that's not how Bib Fortuna did it. And he's like, well, I'm not Bib Fortuna. And they're like, yeah, but like he did it this way. And he's like, well, I don't know how I don't know how I don't know how other how what any other way to tell you this, but I'm <laughs> Look, man, simply not like, the same person. I didn't person. ask him any questions before I murdered him. Okay. Like, <laughs> they're like, you don't want to get carried in on a thing, and he's like, no, I have legs, I can walk. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I like that moment. I like all that stuff so much. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty good, but yeah, essentially, um, he it's him and Fennec. She's his right-hand man. They're kind of doing their own thing. She is kind of like, she has to step in and be like, Boba, like, by the way, you should probably know this, this, and this. So she's like, like, he'll do something. And she's like, you know, that, like, it'll be seen this way if you do that. And then he's all like, well, I don't care. I'm Boba Fett. And it's, that's basically usually how it goes. <laughs> and then, uh, on, okay, honestly, I'm going to draw a little bit of a comparison here. Ooh. Do you know? Did did you do you know who I compared uh, Boba Fett to previously? Yes. And yes. It still stands. So I All this right. was a conversation that happened All off right. the pod, but there are yeah. many similarities between Boba Fett and Luffy from One Piece. <laughs> In that they both really kind of do whatever they want. They don't care about anything else like external that's contributing to any decisions they're making. They kind of just like pick one path and stick to it. There are a lot of other similarities, but that's what I'm talking about right now because I also want to talk about the comparison between Fennec and Zoro, who is Luffy's right-hand man. Because similarly, um, not similarly, Zoro is definitely not as smart as Fennec. He's very stupid. But he is like a little bit more smart than Luffy and he'll have a little more reservations about the decisions that are being made and he'll kind of attempt to be like, by the way, um, but at the end of the day, when Luffy decides to do something, which he always does, and it's <laughs> people usually don't like his decisions, Zoro is the first one to get on board and just go along with it full force, no questions asked. You're my captain. I'm going to do that. And that's essentially what we see even Fennec like an, doing. Is it even like, a, I don't necessarily agree with you. I don't think this is the way to do it. But hey, you know what? Like, I owe you something. And like, I'm a, uh, you're my ride or die, baby. Something yeah. like that. Okay. That's exactly what happens. And that's what we see Fennec doing, where she's kind of just like, hey, you know how this is like making you seem, right? And Boba's like, shut up and go fight that guy over there. And she's like, okay. All right. <laughs> you got it, boss. <laughs> And so, yeah, that the dynamic between Boba and Fennec is pretty similar to Luffy and Zoro, and I, I kind of like that. Um, I can see those kinds of parallels. Um, and <laughs> I'm going to keep so talking funny. about it until you stop getting mad about me comparing Luffy to Boba, because they're really similar. Well, you know, you know why it's interesting is because Boba Fett has never really been a character until this show. Like, that, yes, yeah, Boba exactly. Fett has appeared in movies and comics a lot um, and video games. But he's usually just been like a video game character. He's never really had a personality. He's just kind of like a 
act first, ask questions later type thing has Mm -hmm. usually been like what you see of him. He's just kind of like, I'm just in it for the money type guy. And then this show is like, he is over that very much. So he's like, I don't want to fucking die fighting someone else's war that I don't really have a stake in. Like, I want to make something of myself. So I think that like, now that you're saying that, like after seeing the book of Boba Fett, it makes sense. But a lot of people have that vision of Boba Fett and who he was before this show in their heads. And that's right. why it's like, that's why it's humorous to hear the comparison, even though like, I do agree with you. And I think that like, that is um, what the new and, and more interesting direction that Boba Fett is taking is more in line with what you have observed. I also, I don't blame you for thinking it's silly because there's also like, if you haven't watched One Piece, you do think that Luffy is just a silly like little rubber band of a guy. Um, Because you like, uh, like, I don't know anything about him going into the show. And now he's like one of my top five favorite characters ever of all time. He makes me so happy. Luffy? You're talking Luffy. Luffy, not Boba Fett. Okay. Luffy. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm still talking about Luffy. I could talk about him forever. How high so up there is Dinjarin and or Ahsoka? Not what? not Andor. How uh, how up there in your fictional characters is Din Djarin or Ahsoka? Who's Ahsoka higher? is definitely up there. Ahsoka is higher than Din Djarin. Fair. Um. Fair and correct. I don't know if I'd I say. I don't. Oh, that's the thing. I don't. I'm I'm only saying that Luffy is in my top five characters because I don't know if I could say he's my favorite character ever, but I don't know who the other four would be in my top five. <laughs> I just know that I I like I like Luffy Ahsoka's so much. Too, right? I know that Ahsoka is up there. <laughs> um, I just like Luffy a lot. <laughs> and, and I just don't want to commit to saying he's my favorite character because maybe I'll change my mind. <laughs> Not all, likely, but I like to, I like, uh, you know, who isn't fra- afraid of commitment? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you, you know who isn't? Din Djarin. He said, yeah, I'll be a dad. Yeah. He, he stood right up. Anyway. <laughs> he did that. Anyway. <laughs> so, Yes. There are similarities between Boba Fett and Luffy. It's great. I recommend anyone who has seen both shows taking a think on it because it's fun to think about. Um, and it makes you view Luffy in a diff- different light than just kind of what box he's usually folded up and put into. Moving on. So Boba Fett is trying to be the new daimyo. Like I said, there's a lot of early conflicts where people are kind of like, that's not the way that it's been done around here. And he's like, okay, well, like, I'm the new boss now. So what I say goes. And there's kind of like, yeah, that's all the kinda, I don't think you understand how this works. I'm saying all the reluctance <laughs> on the people. There are a lot of moments where he's kind of, it's kind of like, like those moments where you see like a dad, hello, fellow, fellow youths. Cause there is like the scooter crew that they end up talking <laughs> to. <laughs> but like a lot the of the time gang. he's like, He's like, I'm going to do this thing. And like a lot of the people are kind of like, no one is taking him seriously as the new daimyo, essentially. Uh, and they're kind of like waiting to see what happens in terms of like what's going to, what he's going to do as this new role. Um, so like he hasn't like earned his place yet, essentially, pretty early on. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of that. It eventually leads to these hut twins that are somehow related to Jabba. I think they're like his cousins or something. Something like that. They come in. They're siblings, but they're weirdly close. (laughs) Yeah. It's not great. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) It's a real Targaryen situation over there at the huts, it seems like. Um, But they come in and they're like, actually, we're going to rule. We're going to take over for you. And Boba is like, no, I'm good. 
I'm okay. Well, no, they're, I'll... they're not saying they're going to take over. They're like, actually, we want nothing to do with this. Or is that later? That might be a little bit later. That's later. They come That's in later. and okay. they're like, this is ours. This is rightfully ours because our cousin. By blood, whatever. And then Boba's like, no. No. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. And then they, they take their comically large little palkeen thing and walk back. <laughs> it's really large because it has to fit both of them. It's so silly. <laughs> is this when they give him the present? Oh, right. They give him a rancor. I forgot about that. I forgot. Okay. Um. So, yeah, he's, like, facing it from all sides, basically. There's, like, the people who he's supposed to be ruling over who are kind of just, like, I don't know, man, things aren't great. And he's just, like, okay. <laughs> um, and... We also geez. got Matt Berry bot. Wait, Matt Berry? Matt Berry, he's the little robot. He's, like, my lord, fat. Oh. You need to listen to what the people of Tatooine are saying. I see. So he's dealing with the people in towns being like, yeah, like, dude, I don't, like, you can say that you're the daimyo, but like, whatever, shit kind of sucks. Like, uh, like, I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) So like, if you, if you want to, like, if you want to be a ruler or whatever, maybe do something about that. And then obviously the huts are like, hey, we're here now too. And he's like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, and, and also then, like these local gangs and stuff are like kind of not respecting him, and they're not like afraid of like any enforcers that he has because he's just like kind of cleaned house. Yeah. So he's just kind of like demanding stuff, and they're like, "Okay, what are you gonna do if I don't like pay you?" Exactly. Like none of them know him because he was kind of away for a bit. <laughs> yeah. They're like, um, who are you now? Uh, like I don't understand. Um, but yeah, so he is dealing with that and then there's also the pike occupation of tatooine so the pike syndicate is just around and causing a ruckus causing issues no one likes them um it becomes uh so much of a problem that eventually there is a war a brewing on tatooine a war on tatooine they said it couldn't happen (laughs) yeah um he then asks for some help <laughs> from a fan <laughs> favorite <laughs> yeah okay so basically all of this is to say like he's he's building up his little army he's got his fucking scooter gang scooter gang, gang. they call uh, themselves the mods yeah like they black chrysanthemum comes in their enemies then their friends like it's a it he is basically building up his own like criminal enforcer. Uh, he has a couple like, of Gamorans that were kind of like there, and they were yeah. like, "Are you going to kill us?" And he was like, "No, you want to be my friend?" And they were like, "Sure, yeah, yeah, I like, like that sounds that sounds great." Um, so like, all of that is to say, he's like building up his own crew. He's like starting a like grassroots type of criminal organization. Uh, everyone that has been his enemy along the way, he is turning into his friend. Um, and now he's going up uh, against the Pikes, who are looking to move in on Jabba's territory. All the mm-hmm. other families, the crime families of Tatooine, are kind of like, hey, we're going to stay out of this. Boba tries to convince them, well, you know what? We're stronger together, so why don't we fight the Pikes, and we can keep our territory amongst ourselves, the people of Tatooine, and not have these this huge syndicate coming in and taking over for us and like killing all of us eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... 
the crime families basically say, fuck you, Boba Fett. We're not going to listen to you. Uh, you're on your own. So he has to uh, get some muscle. He has to outsource. On his own. And where enter, does he go? Enter Din Djarin. Enter the real arc of this show. <laughs> <laughs> the re- the, like, <laughs> the real reason I watched this show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did you didn't know that Grogu was even in this show, though? No, Spoilers. I didn't. When I found out that he they were in this show, I became a bit more interested than I had initially been. But I was pleasantly surprised that like I was enjoying myself the whole show. I wasn't just like waiting around for the Dinjar and stuff to happen. So I was pleasantly surprised. By it's, this yeah, show. it's not bad. No. But yeah, yeah. Like so, it definitely leaves a lot to be desired. But we'll get into that. Yeah, so all of that's to say is that the the Boba Fett subplot is apparently just lead up, a le- <laughs> leading up to the Din Djarin show, the Mandalorian show. Um, there is it's a really the good Djarin there is show. a really good moment though when like um, Fennec and Boba are talking and they're like we're gonna need some help and then like either Fennec or Fennec is like who are we gonna ask and then it goes like. Do, 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 do. And I was like, let's go. It's a really good moment, honestly. It's a great moment. Um, like, and I, I, like, I'm sure people cause... who, because like, I'm sure watching, because that was the end of the episode. So, like, if you were just yeah. watching it and you're like, Book of Boba Fett, I'm not expecting Mando to show up. And then you hear that, I'd be so hype. Yeah, I was not expecting Mandalorian to show up. And I was like, we, like, we had just gotten Mandalorian season two. I think it was like in May of that year, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, Book of Boba Fett's coming, like, holiday. So I was like, we just got Din Djarin. Like, there's no way they're going to show us Din Djarin more. again. Yes, they are. But anyway, it was, yeah, that was hype as fuck. We heard that. We're like, no way they're going to bring him back. And then they brought him back. And they were like, no way they're going to show us Grogu. And they show, no way they're going to show us Luke. <laughs> it's kept being this and this and this. Spoiler like, alert uh, for the hi, rest of I'm the Luke. episode. Yeah. Um, so we cut to Din. He's doing his thing. He's being a bounty hunter. He's sad because he's, he misses his son. Okay. He misses his son. He's really sad about it. There's a YouTube video <laughs> called five minutes of Din and missing Grogu. And it's great. I highly recommend it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, yeah, he's doing his whole thing. I could bring you in warm. I could bring you in cold, you know, his thing. Um, he's still struggling because he's a bad fighter. <laughs> The, he doesn't the... <laughs> He doesn't know what he's doing with the dark saber. No, he he fucking cuts himself because he's a big dumb idiot. Um <laughs> He is a big dumb idiot. He's he? a big dumb idiot. He's so um, dumb. <laughs> but he goes back to his he finds his armorer friend. She's still around, um which is great until it isn't. Um he's like, "Hey, I got some more Beskar. Can you make me something and she's like yeah sure what and he's just like just a set of armor for a foundling well that's that's actually a specific not, foundling well, that's not exactly how it goes i mean it, it, it ends there but it's more like he talks about the spear and she's like you can't have a man like a beskar weapon beskar is the only thing that can pierce beskar so if you have it like the mere existence of that weapon oh, threatens yeah. our people so he's like then destroy it then let's make it into something new. Mm-hmm. Just a set of armor for a foundling. So cute. But like, so cute. not necessarily a specific foundling. Okay, but like, okay, but like maybe a specific foundling. Okay, but maybe a very specific. It has to be really small. It, it, I can, I just like happen to know his measurements. Like, don't make a big deal out about it. <laughs> 
I did not. I do not have a bunch of mini tuxedos in my ship <laughs> that are ready for him to put on. I don't have that. So stop Definitely asking. not. Wait, he doesn't have a ship though because his ship broke. <laughs> Shut up. In my little pouch. <laughs> um. So he gets a like a little chainmail shirt made for Grogu, and it's really cute. <laughs> um. But what comes out of that is he is. He's working with the armorer, and um, she is also with another Mandalorian, Paz Vizsla, who's all like, hey, what's up? Uh, you remember I'm from like Clone a, Wars. I'm like a Mandalorian big deal, and Mando's yeah. like, okay, <laughs> I know nothing about Pre-Vizla, that. Descendant <laughs> of who is the leader of Death Watch, who bossed around Bo-Katan and mm-hmm. all those people, uh, who is also a descendant of Tar Vizsla, who was the first Mandalorian Jedi who forged the Darksaber. So... He's like, I'm kind of a big deal. They're trying to teach Mando how to use the Darksaber because they're like, no, d- dude, seriously, it's yours. Like, <laughs> We're not allowed to take it from you. You can't just give it to someone. And he's like, fucking fine, I'll use the sword that I don't know how to use. So they're trying to teach him how to do it, but it's really heavy because it's like a whole thing about like tra- like Jedi... Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> what ends up happening is they find out that he has shown his face to people. They are none too happy about that. So they're like, get out. And by get out, I mean they try to kill him. <laughs> Which goes super well. I mean, they don't actually kill him. He's fine. He escapes. But it's like a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't actually try and murder him right there on the spot or anything. They're just like, all right, you're a Mandalorian no more. You're like, bitch, I got the Darksaber. I'm the most Mando of all of you. I know. It's like, I was like, it's for his son. It was for his son. He let his son see his face. Are you saying that, like, even when Mandalorians had babies, they didn't even let their babies see their face? That probably had great impacts on their psychology. I could talk about this forever. (laughs) (laughs) And Um, we should. Anyway. Seriously, like, if you don't have a face to imprint on, people with a helmet could be anyone. Like, it's a wonder that Grogu knows. Well, I guess because I guess because Mando is like the only Mando around. Everyone else has a face, and then he's like, "Who doesn't have a face?" There's my dad. My dad doesn't have a There's face. There's my dad. Found him. Yep. He he imprinted on his lack of face. <laughs> yeah, and then he like took the helmet on. Also, off, but here's the like, thing, he... though. Here's the thing. Grogu has the force. We probably knew what his face looked like all along. Okay. I know, but I'm imagining he's probably it's like sensing he... things other than the face. He's imprinting on his aura. Okay. On his on his forceness, oh yeah, yeah, yeah his yeah. connection to but it. But like, imagine he's a real baby. He doesn't have object permanence. He is imprinted on this helmet, and then in the scene where he's saying goodbye to Grogu, he takes his helmet off, and then he's immediately like, "Who are you?" <laughs> like that just is a game of not my dad. <laughs> <laughs> You're not my dad. <laughs> like he okay, takes the helmet off, is like trying to be an emotional moment, and Grogu just starts crying, <laughs> and then Luke's like, <laughs> "Oh okay, no, no, it's okay, bud, it's okay." But Grogu <laughs> is also fifty, so you know. No, I know, but like if he was like an actual baby that. and like didn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> that would be really funny. Anyway, um Din Djarin is like, "Okay, cool. I don't have any reason to be like wearing this armor anymore, but I'm going to keep doing so." <laughs> because I I don't I know nothing else. Yeah, essentially. It's like it feels weird. It feels so I feel exposed if people can see my face. Um but he leaves. There's a whole little funny little thing when he's trying to get on like the airplane to take him to another planet where they're like, you can't have any weapons on you. And he's like, I'm a Mandalorian. I'm all weapons. And they're like, I, I am a weapon. <laughs> uh, and he, he holds he, up his arms and he says, welcome to the gun he's show. Like, 
He's pulling all the weapons off of his person. It's very funny. He just puts the dark saber in a box. <laughs> if Bokuten knew he bit. did that, she'd cut his head off. <laughs> that is a bit that will never get old. Like of all the recurring jokes and things, the the hyper violent people constantly pulling weapons out of themselves while going into like a civilized party or something. Oh my god, is yeah, so good. I like love pulling it out of places cliche. you don't expect. It's like yeah. and this little knife that I have stuffed in my shoe. Yeah, and then they're always like and anything else and then they pull like one giant axe out of their boot or something and they're like oh (laughs) this guy get a load of this one (laughs) it's so great um basically um so he's like going about his business um and like as he's like he goes to Tatooine because he's trying to talk to uh what's her face to get a new ship and she's all like, hey, I got you this. And he's like, that's tiny. That's like a, I had like a, I had like a truck and this is like a sports car. What am I supposed to do with this? And she's like, hey, you don't know how hard it was to get this. And then yeah, he they're went like, from like having his like space minivan to like now having a Corvette. And he's like, what? How am I going to get my kid to soccer practice? How would I put a car seat in here? This isn't safe for children. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially they work on it for a little bit. And then Fennec shows up and she's like, sup? What's up, old friend? And he's like, I saw you like two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, wait, come on. You got to talk about, wait, we got to talk about the ship a little bit, though. That's we got to talk about the scene of him building it. Because first he goes to uh, Palimoto or Pelimoto. Yes. They build it together. Mm-hmm. Get a, the return of Amy Sedaris in Star Wars. She's great. I love her every time she pops up. She's wonderful. Um, <laughs> and you, you did recognize what the ship was, correct? Is it the one that Anakin flew? Yeah, well, it's the same model. Yeah, I don't oh, know. If it's, okay, I don't okay. know if it's the exact same one, but it's the but same. It's like the same, it's the Naboo yeah. Royal Guard, like yellow ship. One. Yeah, um, the Naboo Royal Starfighter, the N one Starfighter. Uh, awesome ship. Great Lego set too. By the way, gotta add that. Mm. Um, and also like where he's flying too. It he flies through Beggars Canyon. He does the oh, run yeah, that yeah, like yeah, Anakin yeah. does in Episode One, where he goes through all the like you literally yeah, see those the are smashed cute little, little, like, little homages. Yeah. You can see the like smashed little like a uh, um, fence area where he like go where they're like he's what is it Skywalker's going up the service ramp <laughs> that you know that's where you yes. see the crushed fence you can yes. see that crushed fence from that okay anyway that makes my heart happy so I that that Starfighter that whole thing the whole reference mm-hmm. there's just a lot of Episode One love in that whole sequence I thought that was really I mean cool. it's Tatooine it's either that or like the first fifteen minutes of A New Hope like. <laughs> Yeah, which honestly we've gotten way too much of at this point. Yeah. It's a fun little time where we get to see like a little like rebuild montage of Din Djarin continuing to be incompetent. (laughs) 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 They get it together eventually. There's another scene where he goes up into space and he once again gets pulled over by the rebel cops and they're all like, can you see some identification? And he's like, uh, here's your identification. Eat my fucking dust. (laughs) <laughs> it's always great every single time he does it <laughs> i love it he's just like uh uh he's fucking gone and they're like fuck he's so fast i wish we could catch up to him um there's also they built a they built a baby kit like car seat into the speed it's so cute <laughs> he doesn't like droids where there was previously a droid port they just put a little dome, and that's where Grogu gets to sit. <laughs> I like it because it looks like that thing where you would like go to the zoo, and like when you want to look at the otters, and you would like poke your head up to look at the otters. Yes, like in the middle of the zoo, or like, <laughs> like those cat backpacks. <laughs> yes, 
a cat backpack. But oh I was God. also like, is it? It's not connected to the main cockpit, is it? Is is he just like puts Grogu in is. a in a bubble and he just has to be there by himself for however long? No, no, no. I think it's connected. I think it's connected. Okay. I think he's got like a banking situation going on, you know, where you like put the bank in the tube, or you, mm. or you put the little the little canister in the tube and it shoots up and it goes to the bank. It's probably something like that. Where he just puts little Grogu in a little tube and he just shoots him through <laughs> in a little, little tube. Yeah. <laughs> well, either way, I hope he has access to his father because that'd be very lonely if you no, just had I'm to sure be in a does. bubble for the whole trip. <laughs> I'm sure he's just like, I want to pet my son. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll never say that again. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait! Oh my God! I was, <laughs> I was reading, I was reading the Wikipedia article, and it's like so. Fennec comes and asks him to help, and he says he agrees, but only after he visits a friend. <laughs> a friend? It's good to visit a friend. Um, who's the friend? Do you think he's talking? Is he, he? I don't think he's talking about Grogu. I think he's saying I gotta go visit Luke. He's saying Luke is a friend. Right, because Grogu is his son. <laughs> Grogu's his son. Also, the song. From the Mandalorian season two soundtrack for when Luke comes into the room is called A Friend. <laughs> no, it's called Close the Doors or Open the Door. No, it's called A Friend. Open the Door, uh, open the door is like th- during their conversation and when they leave. A Friend is oh, when he comes in. Yeah. Like when they're watching him on the screens. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, basically... Basically, what's happening to speed this up? <laughs> We've been spending a lot of time. There's a yes, cut to Cobb Vanth and Freetown so that we can just get more of an idea about how much the Pikes suck. So that's basically all that scene serves to remind us of. We know they suck, and we're we're aware. Then we cut over to Dinjarin. He flies to this like forest planet, and then he see he finds R two D two, and he's like, "Hey, buddy, like, where's Grogu? Where's my son?" And R two D two is like, "Come on this way." Um, and instead of bringing him to Grogu, he brings him to Ahsoka Tano. What are you doing Ooh. here, lady? Well, first he brings him to the temple that the, that Luke's building. Yeah, but I was and then he just shuts just, down. I'm came, I'm keeping it moving, Harrison. I know. Wait, but okay, okay. I know. I'm sorry, but I do want to just reference like like R two shutting down right there is a yeah. a hint to where like kind of what his character goes to in the sequel trilogy where yeah. he's just like constantly shutting down and like they can't get him to turn on and this is like kind of like the first instance of that i think where he's like kind of starting to show his age as a droid and is kind of like going into power saving mode almost uh, yeah. uncontrollably maybe question mark anyway hmm or maybe he was just using selective hearing he was like i know you're talking to me but i'm ignoring you because i only have my only friends are Ahsoka and Luke. <laughs> yep. Um, also very likely. But Ahsoka comes and Din is just like, hey, Luke, I just want to see the kid. I brought him something. And she's like, um, are you doing this for him or for you? And I was like, good question, girly. You tell him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's all like, no, I just want him to be safe. And I'm like, you're a dirty, rotten liar. We all know why you're here. But... <laughs> Ahsoka is able to convince him to be like, hey, like, if he sees you, it's going to make it, like, that much harder for him to stay. And you, like, know in the grand scheme of things what would be better for him. And Din is like, Jesus, fucking fine. And then he's like, here. And he gives her the armor. And he's like, just give that to him. Give that to the kid. And then he flies off. But Grogu sees him flying away and is all like, oh, I'm sad. That's my I dad. Can I my can tell. Daddy? Do I look? <laughs> no, he does not. 
We get more of Grogu's Jedi training. Um, we see him learning how to jump, which is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my God. Or when Luke is, like, force lifting him as they're walking. Yeah, he, like, helps him along. It's really cute. Oh, my God. Um, and then he's like, come on, buddy, you could do it. And he just, like, does a little, like, twitch on the ground. And it's like, you can jump higher than that. And then it turns into him doing, like, parkour around a lake. And then it's it ends with so him having awesome. another frog snack. It's great. And he's so proud of himself. <laughs> As he's so proud be. of himself, and it's adorable. Um, but at the end of all of this, um, so that we can, yeah, whatever. At the end of all of this, Luke is just like, hey, I got a fun little quiz for you. And Grogu's like, great, I love quizzes. If he could say something, I'm sure, I'm sure he would have said that. Luke is yep, like, yep. okay, so like we got this cute little present from your dad. It's like a cute little shirt. Look, like he's like modeling it. He's doing like beauty YouTuber. He's like holding it up with a hand behind it so that the camera focuses on it. <laughs> and then he's like, and then I also have this. And he just casually whips out Master Yoda's little tiny little lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> it's so small um, because he was a small guy. He's like, and I have this. It used to belong to my master Yoda. And he was like, do you want them? And then Grogu was like, dude, yeah, those are both sick as hell. And then he's like, <laughs> I want both of those things. Well, guess what? You can only have one. And Grogu looks so fucking betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I, I can't have both. And Luke is like, yeah, that's the catch. And Grogu was like, I don't like this game anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but essentially he's like, choose the lightsaber and you'll stay here and complete your training or choose the t-shirt and you can go back to your dad. And then Grogu is like, hmm. And then the episode ends and we're all like, what is he going to pick? But we all know what he's going to pick. We know. There's a couple things I want to touch on with the whole like Luke Skywalker of it all. With the first one being like, we saw Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano converse. I you know, know. How fucking wild that is and she was like you're so much like your father and i was like that's not allowed. tears immediate tears that's illegal. I just... <laughs> again it's like one of those things where like <laughs> what is what it's it's the streamer who was like playing uh, some game i think it was god of war or something or i don't know what game it was she's like, talking oh about the bird oh, like, little rabbit that was the last of us, us. <laughs> that's the cutest that's fucking the thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> <laughs> like that is the sound I imagine you made when like she said that to Luke. Like so much. Like, yeah, he's just like talking and she's looking at him and I'm like, she's about to say something that's gonna devastate me. And then yep. she did. <laughs> <laughs> but you wanna know what's really bad and really sad what? about that moment though? Is when Ahsoka leaves, Luke says, Will I ever see you again? And every time a character has said that to someone, the person they are asking that to has died. Fuck, no. That's so not cool. I know. I know it's not cool. But I think he says it David. to... David. David. Uh, I have to figure Filoni. out... I don't... <laughs> Leia says it to Obi-Wan, and the next time she sees him, he dies uh, in the Obi-Wan show. Oh, Anakin Oh, it's Anakin mom. says it to his mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anakin says it to his mom, will I ever see you again? And then she dies. Leia says it to Obi-Wan, he dies next. Now Luke says it to Ahsoka. <sighs> I don't know. That's... I don't know. David Filoni, <clears throat> drop the location. I just want to chat. <laughs> I just, I just want to talk to him. I just, just want to chat. 
Um, and also, it's just really cool. Mark Hamill was on set for all that stuff. Like, he's, he's always Luke. I love that they always include him in everything that he does, or they do with Luke. That's fucking amazing. No, I know yeah, he's not actually the body for it. But no, of it's... course not. But it's like he's, <laughs> he's there. Little... It's, like, yeah. it's like he's like a, what's it called? He's like a, an advisor. He's like, yeah. he's like the Luke. The Luke. He's like, hey, they're like, hey, Luke, does this sound like something you'd say? And he's like, yeah, I think yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, and the deep oh, fake so was so much better. I was like, that's a person. Uh, like it, you literally cannot tell. That's a real person. It's wild. Like I don't, like if someone watched this show, they might be able to pick up on the fact, like if they watched the show but then never saw like anything else Star Wars, didn't know who Luke Skywalker or Mark Hamill were, and just thought this is just another character in the show. Mm-hmm. I think like it would be like split right down the aisle of who could pick up that this was a fake person and who couldn't. Like it's really damn good. I think they also learned their lesson with Mando. They didn't have too many like close shots of him. Yeah. It was oh, very much so. Pretty far away, because like the closer they got in Mando season two, I was kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and they they had him doing like there was also he would talk a lot off screen. They didn't yeah, show his yeah, lips yeah. flapping as much during the conversations, which is a smart, uh, smart. Just like showing move. the back of his head and watching Grogu's reactions to what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the action scenes are the best things you can do with a character like that because you don't really have to do anything with the face. You can just have the guy like swinging a lightsaber around and running and doing a flip and you can't see his facial details at all yeah um yeah okay i just love that wait did you open up that twitter link i sent you to i did it's oh so my cute. god that, that little like expression that rosario has and she meets so mark and she's like oh my god it's him <laughs> it's like so that's great. so fun uh but yeah, so yeah, I was absolutely utterly destroyed by like you're just like your father because that was just uncalled for. That's another thing. I just Not need to cool. I need to keep a sh- I need to keep a list of things that if I were to ever run into Dave Filoni in the wild, I'd be like, I have a list of grievances, and you're gonna listen to all of them. <laughs> you're gonna do a costume. Oh my yeah, God. I'm like, bitch, this is what you've done to me, and you're gonna know. And he's gonna be like, I'm really proud of that, and I'll be like, I know you are, bitch. You sadistic. <laughs> also, fuck. all of Avatar. You fucking asshole. Fuck you, dude. The reunion between Zuko and Uncle Iroh? Fuck you for that. <laughs> that has you written all over it, bitch. He loves that shit. Anyway. So, um, we cut back to Tatooine. Um, and then the rest of the season happens and whatever. The rest of the season <laughs> happens. There's a fight. Din Djarin comes to It's help. a good fight. I also forgot to mention that the twins, at some point, the twin huts, at some point decide that they're like, you know what? Oh, fuck it. Here. <laughs> we don't want to fight with the pikes. We don't like, want to That's a losing fight. war. Yeah. So, like, we're over it. But anyway, like, here's a rancor, Boba Fett. You can have it. And also, here's Danny Trejo. <laughs> and Danny Trejo is going to be the rancor trainer. And then... Danny Trey was like, yeah, so like we can train it to be like your little pit monster. And then Boba is like, what if he was like my pet? (laughs) (laughs) Can I like ride this thing? And then Machete is like, um, I don't see why not. Also, the fact that Tamora Morrison and uh, Danny Trejo are on screen together at the same time. I'm like, oh, my God, there's too much charisma on screen. I can't. I can't do it. (laughs) <laughs> there's too much just like hot dads on screen i can't do it <laughs> it was very good that was very good so yeah so there's a rancor in the mix the mods are in the mix 
<laughs> Boba and Fennec are in the mix. They're fighting the Pikes. There's a whole thing. It looks like things are going their way because some of the like people, some of the locals do show up to help. But then, yeah, these- well, Cobb Vanth. We didn't talk about how Cobb Vanth uh, recruited the people of Freetown to come yes, and like fight they too because they're like, hey, help. the Pikes take over. Yes. Uh, yeah. Then everything is going to be taken over. So they got a l- they no- they don't have like the numbers they need but they have some numbers but then these two big droids that have shields show up and they're all like I'm about to fuck your life up and they're like oh shit Oh my god Molly I completely forgot that those droids came in <laughs> Yeah they're I completely basically forgot basically about it till like, right now <laughs> No they like tried to have the reveal like they did in the Phantom Menace where they were like or was it? In, it wasn't Attack of the Clones, but they were like, "Oh, like normal droids, whatever." And then they're like, "Look at these droids. They have shields." And it's like, "Oh shit! How are you gonna deal with that?" And then they deal with it. But these ones, it's like big droids, whatever. Who cares? Big droids with shields. Shit! It's like a whole <laughs> big deal about dealing with the fact that they have shields. Which, if you if you watch Clone Wars, you'd be like, "Ooh, just roll it slowly under the shield." That's what they do in Clone Wars. Roll a grenade slowly underneath slowly. it. Slowly. So they're dealing with that. Din Djarin is like there, and it looks like things are rough for a second. Um, and they are. But then, Did you die? Sadly, yes. But I lived. <laughs> so the Freetown people show up, and that gives them like a little bit of an edge in the fight, and that gives an opportunity for Boba to be like, hey, um, like Mando, like, can you just like hold down the fort for a second? I gotta go like run some errands real quick. And <laughs> Din is just like, I mean, I guess, okay. I guess we're dealing with these giant droids with shields. So there's like two of them. They go and so Mando is trying to deal with one of them. And then the other one is chasing after literally everyone else. <laughs> um, and they're dealing with it. Um, thankfully, um, what's her name comes back? Pelly Motto. <laughs> go Pelly. Amy Sedaris. I, should, I just keep calling her Amy Sedaris. You can, she shows you back can up. call her Amy Sedaris. Yeah. She shows back up, and and that provides some help to Mando. And he's all like, oh, geez, I'm so glad to see you. And she's like, you're about to be gladder. And then she flips over a blanket. And who's there? <laughs> who's there? It's Grogu. He's it's the there. baby. And he does, oh like, God, a double a take. He does a double take. Oh, my take. God, it's, it's the cutest the thing ever. It's the best thing ever. And he's like, he just goes, what? What are you doing here? And then he, Why did you Grogu, with his nuke, because he can do the force jumps now, he jumps into his dad's arms. <laughs> so good. It's just, and then he's all like, oh. And then his voice gets, like, impossibly soft. Like, he was like, he was like, I'm in battle, and now I'm in father mode. He was battle mode into father mode. His voice gets, like, so soft. And he's just like, <laughs> I missed you too, buddy. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was simply too much i was like they did it again i can't believe they did it again this time it wasn't dave filoni's fault but <laughs> i'm still gonna blame him <laughs> i'll blame him for all my problems <laughs> even if Fair stuff enough. isn't star wars related i'm just gonna be like god damn i can't believe dave filoni is doing this to me i'll just like have a bad day someone will yell at me on the subway and i'll, I'll be like dave filoni why would you do this damn to me you, dave filoni <laughs> curse you um barnacles it's the sweetest little thing i've ever seen and it's so great and then he's all like okay i guess i gotta deal with my kid now in this fight that's fine (laughs) and he does i mean he finished he finishes the fight also with his kid around but he kind of just puts him in the corner he's like stay there for a second jesus christ i gotta go finish some business and grogu is like i love you dad and he's just like i love you too but like i gotta go deal with some shit dude like calm down (laughs) 
<laughs> um, basically, Mando is able to take care of one of the big droids, and then um, Boba comes back from his errands. He brought his Rancor friend, his little pet, because we've learned one of the things that we learned from this series is that Boba Fett is a big softy for animals, <laughs> and it's the cutest <laughs> yeah. thing ever. Like so he comes back riding his Rancor and uses it to partially take out the last droid but they get it down and it's fine and then they're all like fuck you pikes and the pikes are like okay bye i guess we'll leave didn't know you guys were chill like that didn't know you guys were chilling (laughs) (laughs) and they just basically decide to fuck off and not come back i guess yeah well there's like another bounty hunter there's like a showdown between boba and that guy that aj likes a lot yeah yeah so this is one thing I I actually totally when I at, told you to watch this show I completely forgot that this character was in it mm-hmm. because I was more like excited to you know continue the story of uh, Din Djarin yeah but this guy was a huge Clone Wars character and is probably besides Ahsoka the best like um the best and most iconic uh character that was created in that show to come out of it it's, well now I've seen him die. <laughs> And then and then he dies. But the thing is, he's really old at this time. So yeah, like, yeah, I mo- people like didn't even really think that he was alive. <laughs> and when they were like, "Who could show up in this show?" Like, he really like wasn't someone that people theorized would show up because they were like, "He's a bounty hunter. He's probably been killed off screen somewhere at this yeah, point." Yeah, like, that time. wouldn't be surprising. Yeah, like he's a bad dude, but he's a uh, yeah, he is a really really cool uh, bounty hunter. Uh, Came, like I said, came from Clone Wars. He had this whole arc where he like kidnapped Palpatine, I think, uh, something like that. Or he had, kidnapped a bunch of senators. He had a showdown with Obi Wan, uh, and is like a- he's like able to hold his own against Quinlan Vos and Obi Wan Kenobi, like two Jedi. He's able to like take them on. He's badass. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was also someone. He's actually the guy who put the ding in Boba Fett's helmet. Uh, oh. There's a deleted scene from Clone Wars. Uh, they never it never aired, but there's a deleted scene of a showdown between Cad Bane and a young Boba Fett who had just gotten his father's armor by the end of the Clone Wars, uh, and it ends with them like both taking shots at each other, uh, and uh, they both get hit in the head, and the ding is from Cad Bane's uh, blaster, uh, and he doesn't die in that scene. Cad Bane does it; he just gets grazed, but he does have a scar from where Boba Fett shot him. Wow! Um, so anyway, pretty cool stuff. So I regret not sh- introducing you to that character before, but honestly, you didn't really need to know who he was. You just know that he's a badass space cowboy. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I could gather from him. So, yep. Um, but yeah, another character just ends up killing all of the Pike bosses that were on the planet along with some of the corrupt mayors. So like that gets dealt with. And then uh, Boba is kind of just like, cool. Crisis averted. And crisis Mando. averted. I mean, it did very much happen, but also averted. <laughs> we did or it, Patrick. Crisis, we saved the city. Crisis over. <laughs> crisis over, not averted. Now it's time to clean everything up. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh, so- I totally forgot to mention too. While we're just on like kind of legacy characters a little bit, um, the Wookiee that is helping him out the whole time is mm-hmm. Black Kersantan. Uh and this character was a big deal to be introduced because it's the first character that was created in comics that was then brought over into live action. Oh. So, yeah. Was a character that we had seen before, 
but it was a really big deal that we had seen it. Actually, uh, Black Chrysanthemum's most notable appearance was in an Obi-Wan comic. If you noticed, Chrysanthemum has a slash on the top of his head, mm-hmm. and that was from a duel that he had while going to... Uh, he basically was going to the Lars homestead to, I guess, bully Uncle Owen for some reason, and Obi-Wan like, came and protected them and got into a fight with Chrysanthemum mm-hmm. and uh, gave Chrysanthemum that big slash on his head. Dang. So you see that? That's the mark of Obi-Wan right there. Getting something cut off of you. That's his M.O. Interesting. But yeah, that about rounds it up. Uh, Mando yeah. and Grogu fly away in their new little ship. And Boba is like, okay, now I can be the daimyo, right? And everyone's like, yeah, that's fine. That's yeah, fine. Pretty chill. You, go, you do you. You do that. Now, that's mostly the story. Now, I do have a couple questions I want just to like round out this whole this whole experience of this show. Um, Please ask them. So I just kind of wanted to know like what your general overall thoughts were on like Mando showing up in the middle of Boba Fett's show. I feel like... I mean, like, I feel like I'd have a different opinion on it if it actually caught me off guard, like it was like intended to, like if I had been watching it as it was coming out. But since I like went in knowing he was going to show up, I was like waiting for it to happen. And I was excited to see it because I like had an like I was like, he's going to he's going to get his son back, you know, (laughs) like that's just a given. Yeah, I think for me, I liked it when it was happening. But then in hindsight, I was like, okay. This show was only, what, seven episodes? Yeah. And two of them, Boba Fett wasn't even in. Mm-hmm. And it's called The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Like, that's kind of... That's kind of shitty. That's kind of doing my yeah, man dirty, like you know? Yeah, stealing his thunder. Yeah. Like, just, just make Mandalorian season three at that point, you know? Or tell a story leading up to that point, and then, like, have, have it be concluded at the beginning of another Mandalorian season. Like. I don't know. I did kind of I mean, call it where I said it's that probably... I think this is a a chapter in the Mandalorian saga, the fact that it's called the Book of Boba Fett, so I do kind of forgive it. But if that were the intent, I wish it had been expressed a little bit more. Yeah. It's probably just because they were like, okay, so like we have ideas for season three, but we need Grogu to be back. But we like don't have enough story for it to for like to like give them to be apart. Yeah. Like we like this is like two episodes max before they're back together and that's like that's like two episodes we could have been spending in the Mandalorian season 3 doing something else. So let's stick it in the middle of the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. It's it was just like I don't know. Like I think also think it's really hard. Um now for Mandalorian season 3, a lot of people are going to be starting it and be like, "Wait. How the fuck did Mandalorian get yeah the for the people who are like I'm not gonna watch Grogu? the book like, of Boba skipped... Fett like it doesn't matter to me I only care about the Mandalorian like people who don't know that he's in it will just be like wait yeah. I'm sorry that's not where we left off <laughs> like I know for a fact my parents have watched Mandalorian season one and two they have not touched the book of Boba Fett but they're gonna watch Mando season three and they're gonna call me after watching the first episode and be like what did we miss what's going on where did he get the starship and that's how my parents sound and why is he back with the little green fella and I'll be like well <laughs> Mom, you have to watch all of the Book of Boba Fett now. Sorry. So I know you just watched this first episode, but turn it off and go watch seven episodes of Book of Boba Fett now to get what's going on. Like, that's just a little, you know. Yeah. It's a lot to ask of people. Mm -hmm. 
Like, I think you should be able to follow one story start to finish. And if you're going to have a big crossover event like that, like, make it a big crossover event. Yeah, call it the That's So Sweet Life of Hannah Montana. Like That's So Sweet Life of Boba and Din. <laughs> you know, like, you gotta, like, you gotta have it at, like, if Raven Simone is going to show up, you gotta let us know. <laughs> Um, I also, so I also want to know your thoughts on like the action and the choreography of everything. Um, this did get scrutinized a lot. And I think that, um, I think there are some fair complaints to be had, especially in hindsight with this show. Um, I defended it a lot when it was coming out, but since I've kind of sat with it a little bit, like well over or or coming up on a year at this point, um, I'm kind of like, okay, I can, I I feel okay shitting on it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but I want to know your thoughts first. Well, I know I like I don't I'm not usually one to pay a close attention to like that kind of choreography because I know there have been moments in the past where you've been like, did you notice that like backflip that this character did? And I was like, no, not really. And you were like, it's oh, the yeah. same <laughs> one that Obi-Wan did. And I was like, neat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like it's not something that I usually pay the closest like of mine to if I'm like, ooh, if it's like someone is fighting, I'm like, oh, wow, they're fighting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I see I'm someone that I just also like kung fu movies and action films and stuff like that it. too so like just even outside of Star Wars like that's um a language of storytelling that I'm just like more uh drawn to so I always pay attention to those like tiny little details regardless of the show mm-hmm. um but with this I was like <laughs> <laughs> for a lot of it yeah I mean I didn't like I also realized in my explanation, I completely ignored the flashbacks. <laughs> nah, I mean, on, well, I'm not you, it was exactly uh, just overarchingly what we for them, anyone though. who doesn't know. If you're listening to this and you didn't watch the book of Boba Fett, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> but essentially, throughout the course of the show, we get flashbacks as to what Boba was doing right after he crawled out of the Sarlacc pit, uh, and and essentially he kind of like shacked up with a bunch of sand people and was like homies with them and like made a little community with them until the Pikes killed all of them, which was really unfortunate. Yeah, um, I hate to see that. But I thought a lot of those scenes were nice, and there was also like the whole um, making his own, like the lizard in his nose. It was a whole thing, and then like the tree branch, and then he was like, well, "Did I actually go to that tree, or did I just imagine it?" Because I have this tree branch now. <laughs> But then also, um, like, there's also the whole meeting of him with Fennec, which I love that. I yes. love them, like, like you see you see the flares in the sky, which is, like, from when uh, the Mandalorian and the other guy who we shot, like, going to get Fan- Fennec in uh, season one. Yeah. And, uh, and they're, they're, like, you, you know, we get that shot. Remember that? I mentioned, like, oh, who was that that came and saved Fennec at the, at the end of that season? Like, we see that scene from yeah, the other yeah. perspective of Boba Fett walking up on her and being, like, oh, I gotta save her um but yeah like all of his time spent with the sand people first of all tangent within a tangent i liked how this show which is a part of the world building which i guess we'll get into in a second but like made an effort to show the other side of a lot of things that have been shown as previously one-dimensional like the tuscan raiders like the rancors like the gamorans and then similarly i guess if you read the comics it'd be different but like in terms of wookies 
sure we know that like there's like the whole like joke like oh like Chewie could rip your arms off if you like piss him off but like he's always been like a hero and like a good guy and so like if you see a Wookiee you're just like automatically gonna assume they're a good guy also because it's either been Chewbacca or in Solo it's just like a bunch of oppressed Wookiees so you either feel yeah like they're a hero or bad for them and then in this one it's like a bad guy who's a Wookiee at least for a period of time so I, I oh, liked it Bla- with- no Black Chrysanthemum is 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 a bad Wookiee oh, okay uh like Black well, he helps them for a second <laughs> He helps them. He he helps the hero, but because I mean, Black Crescent's getting paid. He's not really turning on any like moral fair, fair, conviction fair. or anything. Uh, and uh, but Black Crescenton, the Wookies were enslaved, uh, and they were like, you know, Kashyyyk was invaded by slavers. Uh, one because they were looking for a cheap labor source to build the Death Star, and they were also looking for. Um, but they're meeting a demand, I guess. The slavers were. They didn't exactly work for the Empire, but they sold the Wookies to the Empire anyway. Um, but they were also uh, looking for basically gladiators to fight in like slave matches. Right. And Black Chrysanthemum said, uh, like, didn't even have to like be, you know, abducted. He was just like, I want to kill and I will betray my people and like go and kill them too. <laughs> if you just take me off this planet so that I can do more murder, please. Thank you. Um, so Black Chrysanthemum, not a good Wookiee. <laughs> not a good dude not a good Uh, dude but yeah i liked them making an effort to show like essentially the opposite of side of like these kinds of groups that we had seen in the past and and like being like hey so like maybe let's move away from the whole like fantasy trope of like this one race is all evil (laughs) so like we can let's start showing be sentient beings as multi-dimensional because that's how most sentient beings are um yeah so I thought that was really nice, but like getting back to where I was going when he was with the Tuscans and he's like kind of learning their way of fighting and making their kind of weapon and then having that be what he uses to kill the cowboy guy <laughs> and yeah. like have that be his way of fighting instead of relying on his, his standard like Boba Fett armor Mandalorian weapons, I thought was an interesting little story beat. Um, other than that, I can't say I have a whole lot to say about the like fight choreography. I have a lot to say about Grogu's little hops, but that's not really a yes. fight. That was him. Training. That stuff is great. <laughs> that stuff is great, but it's more of like there's like the the gunfight stuff specifically. I wasn't the biggest fan of. I just thought that like the action wasn't filmed. Yeah, very it was kind well. of just like we're standing or we're like behind something. We poke out sometimes to shoot something, and then we poke back. It didn't seem yeah. exceptionally exciting to me. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they could have done a lot of really cool stuff with it, and like, and if when you watch Andor, there's there's cool things you can do with it. But it just kind of felt like a Jason Bourne movie, where it's just like <laughs> I don't know, shaky cam, bad action choreography. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, what the hell's happening here? Um, but yeah. Um, I also want to know just a little bit about like how you felt about the um the the world building and kind of how they have built out the town of Mos Espa. Um, like what they have, you know, like, like when I'm talking about world building, I'm talking about like the new things introduced, right? Like the mods, um, the, the hut twins, the, the pikes moving in the free town folk and all of that, like the world that they lived in, like how, how did that read to you? Did it read as like, or yeah, I'm just gonna leave it there. How did it read to you? Well, I think I, 
I think I mean I think I appreciate because it's like it's like that trope of like I'm trying to think of an example but I can't but like essentially where like in the big like hero's journey movie that you'll see you know like it'll end with like whatever group of people being saved from whatever bad thing but we never see like what happens afterwards and this show it felt like was making an effort to do that so like we saw Luke and his buddies kill Jabba the Hutt and like yeah he was a bad guy but like what after that there's a power vacuum so like what's gonna happen on Tatooine they didn't actually really care all that much about Tatooine they just left so like yeah. the show was kind of just like hey here's actually what happened after that stuff happened like killing Jabba the Hutt could have been like may have been a good thing but like it wasn't a net positive in terms of life on Tatooine <laughs> yeah yeah um, exactly so showing the repercussions of that um and not having it be all like i mean like i'm sure all the people on tatooine now don't even know who luke skywalker is like they wouldn't even have anyway um known who killed jabba they just know that he's dead (laughs) Um, it was leia that killed jabba well i mean like his friend like the group of people yeah yeah um and i thought it was interesting um i feel like maybe they could have gotten a little more in depth because it was kind of just like oh like things suck it's like okay yeah like <laughs> well and specifically with the mods a lot of people were like why is there this weird cyberpunk underworld on tattooing like this feels like something that should be on like coruscant and they all dress like they're from coruscant yeah like where are you getting these parts yeah like well yeah so i don't know i i thought that i i think that there's there's ways to explain it like, oh, no, you know, it's like it's like when you go to a small town and there's like the angsty teenagers that like dress up like, you know, emo kids or city kids or something or the yeah, like it's just kind of something like you do, like you just dream of being somewhere else. And so you yeah. like dress the part, you know, so like I get that. But also at the same time. I, I, it's just not my favorite aesthetic ever. <laughs> like, you don't like how they look and simple. I'm not the biggest fan. I think, oh, here's the other thing. I'm talking about action and choreography too, particularly with the mods. Their chase scene <laughs> their on their stupid fucking mopeds. Scooters. It is the slowest it is. chase scene. It's so slow. I've ever seen. Like, they couldn't speed that shit up a little bit. They couldn't Buster Keaton that, make it go a little bit faster. Maybe crank up out here's my all hypothesis. the frames a bit. Oh, what's your hypothesis? They couldn't go too fast because, like, the real scooters had wheels on them, and if they went too fast, it would kick up too much sand, so it would, like, show that there was something (laughs) touching the sand instead of them just hovering over it. You might have a point there, but at that point, like, just use the volume, you know? Like, just use the little little thing you film in and have a little background. Anyway, it's it's fine. It's, it's, It's fine. Um... Okay, my last question, uh, just to round it out, uh, overall review of it. Just what's your overall review of this whole season, this whole show? I mean, it's not my favorite Star Wars property by long shot. It did have its good moments. And like I said earlier, I like honestly, and I think it's because of, of what you were saying, like before now, Boba Fett was kind of just like, bang, bang, shoot, shoot, bounty hunter man, who like... The only emotional moment he had was when his dad died and he was holding his dad's decapitated head inside the helmet. And like that was like a whole little weird moment where I was like, okay, yeah, like I understand there's like the framing of the shot, but you do realize that his dad's decapitated head is still in that helmet. And that's kind of weird that he's just like holding it. No, you can see his dad's head fly out of the helmet. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if that's a Disney Plus edition, but the last time I watched Attack on the Clones, I can confirm 
when Jango Fett gets his head cut off, there are two distinct shadows. That is so a Disney. That, I feel like that is so a Disney Plus add-in. I feel like it might be too, but I can't. I can't confirm or deny that because that was something I just recently discovered. Wow. So, but at least now canonically, he is not holding the his head. Was, okay, head that's yeah. a little better thinking about it that way. But yeah, so like before he was, he didn't have that much depth before. Um, so like going into this, I was just like, I don't know. Like I wasn't like I. Like, obviously, I was going to watch for the pod, but I got a lot more excited about watching it when I learned that there was Mando, like, components in it. And, like, thinking about it, I'm like, oh, it made sense because, like, Bobo was in season two of the Mando. So, like, they have, like, that whole working relationship situation going on. He's a friend from work. He's a friend from work. Um, But I... So, like, I went in not expecting to like the Boba parts, and then I came in and I did end up liking the Boba parts because it did give the character a lot more depth and, like, things that I wouldn't expect to learn about Boba Fett. Like, he really likes animals, and he's, like, really, he just, he's just, like, a guy. Um, <laughs> also, <laughs> but yeah, so, like, he's got a lot of good Fennec in this, too. You know? Yes. Like, it made, it, like, she really stole the show, too, I feel like. She was great. Yeah. No, and I'm, and I'm sure, like, before because like i only just realized came to like came to the conclusion that there are similarities between like luffy and zoro and boba and fennec but like i'm sure that had a part in it where i was like watching one piece and then i took a break of from one piece to watch boba fett and i was like "Hmm, this dynamic feels familiar but i can't put my finger on it and i'm like enjoying watching it also just because fennec is great (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, no, learning all these parts of Boba Fett that I'm sure like were what the the like dude bros were getting mad about, like, why why aren't we like this isn't the badass Boba Fett that I know? Like he likes animals and he made friends with the Tuscan Raiders and like he's like family guy or whatever. <laughs> and uh he's, like, a family guy. And he's like and he's not just like going in and like shooting things up. He's like trying to be like a peaceful daimyo, like, who is this? And I'm like, No man, I dig that. It's cool. It's like a new brand of of like masculinity that should be depicted more, where it's kind of just like, you know, masculinity can be something other than just going in guns a blazing and getting angry at everything. Um it's in true. fact it should be something other than that. <laughs> it's true. Um so yeah, I'd say my overall opinion is like pleasantly surprised. Like it's not my favorite by a long shot, but I had a lot better of a time watching this whole thing than I went in expecting to. Hell yeah. That's good. I'm 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 glad you did then. I'm glad you got uh, you definitely got out what I was hoping you would get out of it, which is just the din jar and stuff. Um <laughs> so the fact that you actually did enjoy the Boba Fett stuff is a added bonus, yeah. honestly. <laughs> um well cool. Well guys, that is the book of Boba Fett. It is indeed. Uh that is our our breakdown of it, our review um our thoughts um so i'm gonna let the cat out of the bag the next star wars thing i want you to watch molly is my personal favorite star wars show (laughs) that is star wars rebels (laughs) i want you to watch it um i'm gonna say start with season one there's 15 episodes they're only like 20 minutes each they're very fast um season one is a little campy but uh, I think you'll enjoy it. It is very much a like Disney-fied Star Wars world, but it's really good. Nice. Uh, now here's the other thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. Normally we're like hard and fast. You got to stop at this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you watch season one. But if you feel inclined, and if you're really like I want to keep watching, I'm not gonna stop you. Oh shit! Whatever we do, our uh, review on will just be whatever episodes you happen to watch. Um. 
but I I feel like also stop at season one if it's just like becoming a lot or if you even like don't like it. Fair enough. But I have a feeling you're really going to fucking like Rebels. So that's our next Star Wars episode. What what am I going to watch for the next one? I think I might have told you this off pod before, but I want you to watch Angel Beats. Oh, you did tell me this. Yeah, you told me that. One season, 12 episode anime. Easy peasy. Hell yeah. Okay. You, you did you did tell me this you might have mentioned it in the last episode that we did um yeah no okay that's awesome angel beats right yes. cool all right you're gonna have to tell me if you cry <laughs> i will tell you okay i know because i know you cried at this yes uh all right all right excellent we got we got our shows for the next one we're watching uh so angel beats for the next episode star wars rebels season one for the episode after that um all right anything else you want to say molly before we cl- close it out for the day uh no i got i got nothing no thoughts head empty no thoughts head empty clear eyes full hearts can't lose (laughs) (laughs) all right all right everyone uh take it easy have a good rest of your week and as always anime anime the the force force be with you you. (laughs) bye (laughs) goodbye